Yowza, 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 indeed. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Matt Kennedy, one half of the Five Films From podcast here. Wanted to take a second today before Todd and I get started on the episode to say thanks for listening. And to ask that if you've been enjoying the show, make sure you like, subscribe, and maybe even leave a five-star review on the podcast platform of your choice. Doing that's going to really help us to connect with more movie-loving listeners just like you. Also, we wanted to give y'all an update on some of the stuff we're working away on for Season 2. Got a lot of good episodes lined up real soon. For example, uh, Todd's currently editing our two-part season premiere on five films from... It's actually going to be ten films from the two-part, or we're going to be doing Brian De Palma. We'll also be gonna getting into some more idiosyncratic stuff with guys like Stuart Rosenberg and Larry Cohen, as well as you know real Hollywood legends like Robert Altman and fan favorites like John Landis and Tony Scott. Again, be sure to subscribe so you can be among the first to hear all of our newest five films from content as soon as it drops. Totally. Lastly, if you're still listening, <laughs> be sure to be on the lookout for our upcoming Patreon feed. We'll be offering all kinds of bonus episodes, things like double features, commentary tracks, etc. 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 And special things like five films from directors who have only made one film and five films from the 70s disaster movie genre. Absolutely. So yeah, a lot of things lined up, good things on the horizon for FFF. And yeah, that's all I got for you. Enjoy the show. With Mac Kennedy and Todd Edmondson. We're back today. We're doing five films from uh, director and screenwriter Elaine May. Yes. Uh, yeah. She's got four credits that she directed. She's got a lot of movies that she wrote. And since we're coming right off of Mike Nichols, we decided to swerve right into his old comedy partner and friend Elaine May. Yeah. Who, uh, and her first film that she directed is A New Leaf from about Walter Matthau as a, a rich guy named Henry who he's a trust fund baby yeah, and suddenly and, runs out of money yeah irascible yeah. uh, cad an asshole a, uh, just a real misanthrope like a guy yeah, who just yeah. hates being and anything he just, he just loves to stuff. be rich and yeah. snooty and, and rude and, and, and hates everyone hates everyone yeah, yeah he's classic very Matthau funny Matthau is so good it's great um, yeah the, and I love the way the movie opens where there's two guys in white jackets, mm-hmm. and there's this beeping Beep. sound. Like yeah. an EKG and, machine. And Walter but... Matthau is standing there uh, cutting back and forth between these guys, and the one make, one guy says, you want to go outside and smoke a cigarette? And he goes, no. And it turns out it's the mechanic yeah. for his Ferrari. For his fer- and he wears a hat. <laughs> Every time it shows him driving his Ferrari, he wears a helmet. <laughs> yeah. like, what is that? <laughs> That's just one of those great elements. Yeah, it's, so yeah, it's a really funny movie. Uh, he, he, the he, scene where it opens where he's ducking his lawyer because I think he knows he's out of money and he just doesn't want to get the news. And right? the lawyer is calling him everywhere. Yeah. Uh, they call the control tower at the airport yeah. finally and says, we're holding this flight until Walter <laughs> Matthau answers the phone. Right. And then the scene... Now, his attorney, who is that actor? He's because played by William Redfield. He looks a little like Mike Nichols. Oh, yeah, he kind of <laughs> yeah. does. 
was. I don't know. I don't know that actor from anything, but he did get an and credit. It said and William Redfield. So I don't yeah, know. That would have been a that would have been a funny touch if it was if Mike it were Mike Nichols. <laughs> yeah. Well, you remember when we did Patty Chayefsky? Charles Hayes looks like Patty Chayefsky. Yeah, you know, like a very yeah, similar. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes it's just a weird thing. There. Sometimes you get a uh, you, you see somebody and go, oh, this is perfect. This fits. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the attorney tells him when we spend more per month or per year than we have an income. You must then dip into the capital, eventually exhausting the capital, and of course, therefore, the income. Do you see what I mean? And and Walter Matthau just no, keeps no, no, saying, no, 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 no. keeps saying, get to the point. <laughs> I, I understand that, but I need this check cash. <laughs> yeah, he just doesn't get it. <laughs> the guy's like that money. You have no capital. You have no income. You have no. It's only money. It's mo- no. You have no money. There's, there's no other way to put it. You see? You mean I have no money? Yes, that's what I mean. You have no money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've already spent seven hundred and fifty dollars right, yeah. of my own money to cover another check. I'm not covering this right. one. But I did that. I love where he says I did that just for the satisfaction of knowing you can't pay me back or something yeah. like that. Uh, yeah. Really or funny. yeah, I'm just saying like I don't have to feel guilty about your financial demise. Yeah, yeah. Your financial demise. Wonderful stuff. Wonderful stuff. So he has to go and uh he has to go and kiss, uh, kiss James Coco's ass, who's his uncle. His uncle, yeah. Yeah, and his uncle is is a an effete snob with the same, you know, the, this even the like same a, just plot. an older generation version of the same guy. Exactly, basically. exactly right. Take it. Your answer is no. Yes, it's no. And he's got a pug, and he's uh, you know he's smoking his cigarettes, and and I love the way he's cutting a banana into little pieces. It's just so. It's just rich snobbery. It's, it's it's t- just, what is it? A it's word for it. Fr- fabulously well to do. What is that? That's from Kurt Vonnegut, yeah. I think. I think that's from <laughs> Breakfast of Champions. Fabulously well to do. Yeah, and so Walter Matthau agrees to put up everything. He owns. What is my collateral in the event that you fail? Collateral. Mm. My wardrobe and furnishings. Oh my God! What would I? No. Yes. Go on. My collection of first editions. My paintings and sculpture. Oh well. And my. What? No. No what? Well, that's it. No, no, you said no. You said no. What? No what? All right. My Ferrari 275 GTB4, which retails at $15,900 and is owned outright by me. And the Ferrari's constantly in the shop because the mechanic keeps saying that. And he told me there was carbon on the valves, which was no news to me because there's always carbon on the valves. My old mechanic picked up the car yesterday and returned this afternoon with the news that there was carbon on the valves. I asked him why the car broke down so frequently, and he said it was probably because carbon got on the valve. And then the pilot says that on the plane also. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like a running gag. Uh, so, so, so the uncle says, I'll do it on one condition. Well, you... well what happens, yes. Yeah, so the, he goes to the uncle to loan him money, 
uh, basically with the the idea being the idea that he gets from his butler, the the butler uh, played by George Rose, Harold the butler, who is really funny, really a very funny. very good character, sort of out of the you know a, a, it's a kind of a trope the like exasperated butler you yeah, know yeah it's like arthur's butler John arthur's Gilgood. butler or the other great example is denim elliott in trading places yeah he's That's smarter like, than yeah, everybody uh, basically what will i do what any gentleman of similar breeding and temperament would do in your position sir suicide no sir i was not going to suggest suicide sir. i was going to suggest marriage marriage you mean to a woman? That's right. And then that's okay. I'm going to my uncle to get money, you know, that I need right now with the condition that I that I pay him back married. Right? You know, yeah, with a yeah, witch, yeah. with a rich wife. And if on I my don't, hands. I have to yeah. pay him back double. Or no, I if I don't, I got to give him everything. Yeah, right, right. all my all Getting my everything, everything and and uh, and yeah. uh, and that's it. Yeah. Uh, so it's basically, I get, yeah, it's basically just a big gamble on on Mathos part. Um, so he starts cruising. He starts cruising. To look for a wife. And he can't stand it. Is the he yeah. hates He's it. He's having such a bad time. What I love is the very first woman in the bikini. Mm-hmm. That's um, Renee Taylor. Okay. That's Joe Bologna's wife. Oh, yeah. In real life. Okay, yeah. that's funny. And they did a. They were a comedy duo at one point. <laughs> and, like a Stiller and Mara and uh, Nichols and May. Sure, but sure. they weren't married. And uh, Or George and Gracie. <laughs> that's yeah. right. The, um, uh, there's the thing where he's out with her and they're like, she's just... Falling all over She's herself. She's a horn dog, and man. Walter it's is just not interested. It's like it's 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 funny how disinterested he is. It's like, <laughs> She's just throwing herself at him in a bikini. Yeah, it's I know. A, and hilarious. then she tries to take her boobs out, and he's like, "No, don't let them out." It's such a strange reaction, but it is really funny. <laughs> yeah, I, it, when you're confronted with the idea of getting married and being stuck with this person yeah. in order to survive, your standards suddenly go well, that, way up. That's the thing. Yeah, it's the he's really like I used the word already, just misanthropic. Yeah, he just yeah. hates everybody. He yeah. hates everybody. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Such a curmudgeon. And Matt, though, of course, invented that character. Yeah, he's been doing it well for you know he did um, it well for a real long time. Yeah, uh, the, the, and funny thing, he, he 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 before he does this, he's walking through the club and all of these places right. that represent his wealth and stature, and and this is very religious, quasi-religious kind of music playing yeah. in the background. And it's really yeah, funny. He says the word under his breath, "poor." <laughs> Right, a couple times, and I rewatched it. Did I, did I make that up, or did he do that? No, he said that a couple times. Yeah, it's like Alter Stay, William Hurt's dad sucks about terrible, terrible. Yeah, uh-huh. mm-hmm. and so after having like, there's like a little short sequence of him just meeting people and and uh, f- you know finding them unsatisfactory, and then he ends up meeting Elaine May herself. Isn't she's in this movie as well as Henrietta? It's Henry yep. and Henrietta. Henry and Henrietta, great. And she's a. Uh, a real goofball. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's just a nerd personified. She's got all this inherited money. Uh, she's just so detached from everything except, um, like, the chauffeur. Yeah. yeah, she wants to discover a plant. My hope is to discover a new variety of fern that has never been described or classified. I don't know what my dream is. Do you think it could be the same as my hope? That's why the movie's called A New Leaf. Yeah, so yeah. She, I, to, halfway through the movie, I'm like, it's not like a metaphor. It's literally about a new leaf. Right, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and, and that's I mean, It's kind sure. of a metaphor also. Yeah. 
and she and she spills food on herself all the time. It spills tea on herself at this party, and he's like, she's perfect. He and, can he zeroes in on her like right and away. And it also around this time is when you realize he's not just planning on marrying her. He's planning on marrying and killing yeah, her. Yeah, like, that's yeah. also like the sort of that, underplayed in the plot, but it's always there, and, and, he, and it's handled in a really interesting way. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree, and and. and he he's just a terrible person. It's about a terrible person doing a terrible thing in order to just make his life better. Period. Or yeah, at the just expense of anything to, to keep else. his lifestyle up, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's it's really it's but really then, good. So the from there, that's that's just kind of the setup. That's the first twenty minutes of the movie that we're talking about. More yeah, or less. yeah. Because from there, she's uh, Elaine May's character, Henrietta, is. Her lawyer, who's also like trying to get get her, get with her to get her money, is Jack Weston. <laughs> and Jack Weston and Matthew have a couple of misanthrope offs in the yeah, real yeah, life. Yeah, he's a who real is seedy just a more asshole? asshole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who it's wants really, it more? Really, really good. Right. Yeah. No, 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 no. I won't accept it. As your lawyer, I forbid it. But Andrew, I'm in love. Nonsense. After three days, who is he? One of your students, that little wino who went with you on one of your field trips to the Canary Islands. Malcolm Finger is not a wino, Andrew. Then it is him. No, it is well, not. Well, then who is it? Jack Weston's terrific. He's always, like, sweaty. Always sweaty, yeah. 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 He was in like Gator. Gator. Yeah. He's always sweaty. And he's, in, and... he's in Ishtar also. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, yeah. Uh, and he plays a CD agent yep. in Ishtar. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's wonderful. He is really um, funny, yeah. Good I rem- it's funny. I'd, I'd completely forgotten this, but um, my parents love this movie. And um, they talk about the line where she, her favorite drink is Logan David's extra heavy Malaga wine with soda and lime juice. <laughs> and they used to say, my dad used to say, extra heavy Malaga. When Walter Matthau like tries to drink it, he's <laughs> just he hates it again. That's like every scene. It's just he hates it so much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She says it tastes like grape soda, and he says, why don't you just drink grape yeah. soda? <laughs> Yeah, I can imagine. It's just horrible. It's so funny. Um, he's spilling, and she's spilling stuff, and he's, what does he say? You know how many llamas must have died to make that rug? <laughs> yeah. Some great lines. The second she walks out of the room, too, he's talking to the butler about, oh, this uncouth woman doesn't deserve to live. <laughs> the second she's out of the room. <laughs> And the butler's constantly eavesdropping on his encounters with her because he makes very clear that he needs him to have money too, so he can exactly. keep being employed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's he gonna do right. when, when the when when the money runs out? And um, so he talks her into it by saying he had intended to kill himself until he met her, and she saved his life just by serendipity mm-hmm. of. And she totally buys it. Jack Weston is furious. <laughs> You know, he's so great, and and uh, they do get married in time, mm-hmm. and uh, so Jack Weston's been and, handling all and of her the whole, money though. That's... The whole reason she likes him is is demonstrated like pretty early when she says like, "Oh Henry, you are really so self assured. You're so positive. It almost gives me confidence just to be with you." Then in a very short time, you will be a very confident botanist. She, she's like obviously like into him from the beginning. Yeah, yeah. You know? Nobody has ever, uh, it, nobody's it, ever paid any attention yeah. to her. It, it almost reminds me of um, what's her name in Marty. In, oh in, yeah, yeah, Betsy yeah, Blair, yeah, yeah. Just a wallflower mm-hmm. and a, and a, and you know, kind of an old maid who's even at a young age is kind of like I'll never get married. I'll, I'll never find 
find that, uh, you know. And and it's obvious when, you know, once they're married, he and he just he and Jack Weston is is giving her away crying, and I <laughs> I think that's the la- no. You see him one more time, but that's like almost the last time you see him in the movie. <laughs> yeah, well, he he does show up later because uh, because Mathow gets into the house and he finds out that uh, she's paying all of these people all of this money, and they're all pulling the purse strings. They're all getting paid these. They're deliberately salaries. and they're deliberately ripping her off. It's yeah, not just yeah. like generosity. It's like they're going after her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're totally taking advantage. Of the and situation. Jack Weston is in on it with them, right? He's getting right. The he's of the it one as who well. signs the checks, right. and mm-hmm. and uh, he's taking half of their salary. Yeah. So they think they're getting three hundred dollars a week, and they're really getting six hundred, and he's keeping the other three. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Matthew fires everybody. Yeah. There were a lot of strange people in the house. Anyway. Yeah, they are not people, Henry. Yes, they're servants. I hired them this morning. No, Henry, Mrs. Trager will be furious. Mrs. Trager has been fired along with the rest of the staff, so her emotional responses need no longer concern you. And they all go to Jack Weston's office, like, what the fuck? Uh, and so they close, and then they close the account. They put Matthew on as a signer, and the whole and he thing hires changes. a bunch of new people. It all changes. Yeah, he really. Yeah. yeah. He kind of like don't 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 talk to the housekeeper. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he, yeah. He's he's really a sh- like uh, it. I mean, he is an elitist piece of shit. I mean, that's the kind of person he's always been. But this does show like he shows like an unexpected talent for organization for you know actually handling this. Yeah, stuff. for being somebody who has no discernible right. skills. Whatsoever. Well, that's what the butler says. Yeah, the butler a- says that to him, and then kind of makes it clear later that oh, almost like you know this brought out a new skill in you well, maybe maybe you don't have to murder her maybe you can just live together yeah yeah, yeah. i mean how how in, else? in the same way that you give her confidence to be a better botanist maybe she allows you to you know have skills for once well yeah and his skill is survival that he had never had to do before right and so his survival depends on her money being intact and so yeah it's sort of out of necessity but he is really good at it and he doesn't take any shit because he's an asshole. Well, yeah, too, that's right. You yeah. know, <laughs> he ha- he hated the staff, so mm-hmm. he hires the staff and says, "Don't talk to the staff. The staff's the staff, and you're you, and it's your money." And you know, and yeah, you're right. I mean, it's just a it's a, it's a real dichotomy there where it's not a moral issue with him. No, it's not. Uh, it's but just he like becomes a, a better person, it, it, a more sort of, of like complete person, if not a better person. You yeah, know, a, yeah, a person yeah. Maybe with a little more depth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe. Uh, and and. Uh, and he's still thinking about killing her. But he's still trying her. to kill. Yeah, I mean, I think that I think that what the butler said to him about that maybe is like a glimmer of a mind change in his mind. But he's still going going through with it he's as still of right now. Go through with it. Well, sir, my point is, sir, that that you have shown a most surprising talent, sir. And although Mrs. Graham's helplessness is a little bit irritating at times, so couldn't it be in some strange way, sir, that this very helplessness has been the stimulus of your own amazing new competence. I mean, very often, sir, you know, what we what we dislike most in other people is only a reflection of our own inadequacies, sir, and our own shortcomings. Harold, why don't I, you I do pack the revolver? The, the Please put the flask down, Harold. They yeah. go on a camping trip, and then yeah. there's a... She goes a, on a field trip a field every trip. year. Yeah, that's right. field trip every year from school. She keeps trying to convince Matha that he could be a history teacher because he has a degree in history. Uh, and he's like, no, 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 yeah, I, is, I'm not. Is that all that. you need to be like an instructor at college? Is a BA in history? I guess it depends on the college. I have a BA <laughs> in history. Like you know, I, I was thinking about that. It's hmm. well, you know, you just gotta you gotta find the right college. I, I guess. guess so. Yeah. yeah, and it helps to have some to have Elaine May in there, yeah. who's, who you're married to, and is also like real rich and influential. Yeah, yeah. who's afraid of Virginia Woolf? Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, Nichols yeah, and May. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah. 
and uh, and and George and uh, Martha and Martha mm-hmm. mm. and Dick and Liz. Yeah. So um, so they've got this field trip all set up, and he's like, uh, "We don't need a guide, and not going to be anybody with us." Hmm. Oh, I, maybe I will go. Yeah. And but right before they go, she did discover a leaf on her on their honeymoon on together. Their honeymoon. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he has she... it encased in like a locket, kind of a plastic locket where you can see it, and he's kind of touched by it. Yeah. And, and you can tell he's like, "Shit." I feel as though you've given me your place in the atlases, Henry. I don't think I could have ever discovered it without you. You gave me confidence. You remember? You said that if being with you was going to give me confidence, I was going to be a very confident botanist. But you were right. Yeah. That scene really kind of, that scene really kind of touched me. It was kind yeah, of like, yeah. I don't know. Because, yeah. you know, I'm a lot like this Walter Matthau character, except not rich. Basically, <laughs> I'm like I'm even more useless. So like when something get, you know got through to him, it kind of got through to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you. Yeah. I hear you. It was great. And uh, you know they're doing this field trip and they're kayaking, and of course um, they go down the rapids because they're not really. He's not really prepared. He's prepared to do something. No, neither one of them saw that coming. Yeah, yeah. He's fantasizing about, I don't know, natives and loincloths stealing oh, her, yeah. or a bear and grabbing her. What about the little things. computer sounds when it's like when his brain he's is doing working, yeah. like oh, trying to calculate how he can kill her, and they put in these little computer sounds. Yeah, I didn't check who did the music, but uh, or the sound design. I just totally missed music that. Music is Neil Hefty. Who I'm, Neil Hefty. Yeah, there you go. Guess what Neil did? There you go. Neil wrote the Batman That's, theme. That's okay. There you yeah. go. That's, Neil Hefty is that. the shit. That's who did it. There you well, go. He, he did a famous album with Count Basie. Uh, cool. Atomic Basie. Wonderful stuff. Um, yeah, so there you go. And the computer thing, I can see that's kind of a... I can see where Neil will go, oh, the MGM guys, they got a sound. Yeah. You know, we can use that. Um, and And... Did you know? Uh, I was going to say about her her leaf that she discovers for Henry Graham and names it after him. Did you know that they consulted with Dr. Dominic Basile of Columbia for quote botanically accurate lines? Really? Yeah, isn't no, that cool? I didn't yeah. know that. That's good. Hey, welcome back to the Wikipedia podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and saying, uh, he yeah. loses he loses the locket, but he sees there's one right there where he's made it to shore and she's still in the water. Right after saying and, I can't swim. And he, he like sets her up to drown right there. He's like, "Yeah, come to me," and then he walks away. Yeah, yeah. He, he's got it. He's got it all figured out, except that um, he sees the plant and he starts thinking. And she's hanging onto a log. She's going, "You know, I don't know how to swim." And he said, "No, I didn't know that." And he's right. Admitted yeah. he didn't know that. Uh, but it's just like the perfect opportunity. And he goes and saves. But because he he sees the leaf, and then it's yeah. like I think the last line is Henry. Yes. I know that this isn't exactly what you planned. What? But will you mind doing it very much? Being a history instructor? And going to the university with you in the mornings? And grading term papers with you in in the study every semester? Not terribly. 
<laughs> and then the they walk away, and it's really a cool shot as the credits come up because there's like a big old lens flare like framing the credits. You know yeah, like, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks yeah, neat. Yeah. That was cool. It looks kind of neat. Yeah, yeah. I thought this was a really, uh, a really well shot, thought out movie. Um, this obviously made Elaine May put him, put her on the radar as being like a filmmaker. Right. You know, even though it was a, you know, a, a, a fairly brief uh, uh, run as, you know, oh, well, not it's brief, a light, it's light not comedy brief, but, too. But. Oh, I was thinking like her career as a filmmaker is not, it's not brief in that it's unnotable. It's very notable. It's just kind of truncated. Like she it's didn't, didn't get to be too much of a director, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah, we'll get into that yeah. because the movies uh, we're covering today, there a lot of them have tons and tons well, of problems. And can, she wanted her name off of this well, movie? Well, we can start right here. Yeah. Um, so uh, I guess... She the version of the movie that she like had as her rough cut that she showed to Robert Evans and Paramount was 180 minutes long. Holy cow! And it's what's she Eric von Stroheim? Isn't that insane? <laughs> well, yeah. Um, and so uh, Bob Evans was like, no, 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 and he basically uh, took the film off of her, you know, away from her. And even though she had final cut, Bob had be- Bob and his people cut it all up anyway. And Elaine May sued them to try to get her name off after that. Uh, I don't blame her. Didn't work. Is her name is still on it. Yeah. Um, you know what else is in those extra 78 minutes? Uh, a subplot involving McPherson, the Jack Weston character, and another character played by the actor William Hickey, who shows up in another one. Uh, she, he shows up in Mikey and Hickey. Mikey oh, yeah. And Mikey and Nicky. So uh, Weston's character and William Hickey's character were... Uh, continuing to try to scam Elaine May, so Walter Matthau poisons them. Oh my yeah, god! That's and so basically, uh, it, as and this is again Wikipedia podcast. I'm just quoting here, but it does totally change the ending because it quote darkly casts Henry's eventual acceptance of a life with Henrietta as his sentence. Uh, whereas with the movie that exists. It just kind of feels into a like a love story. And it, it shows you know, like he didn't really he didn't really have the guts. To, what's he gonna? He hadn't thought it out. He's gonna kill her, but he doesn't have the guts to do it. He really does care for her, you know. That's, yeah, so it's more it's sentimental. Weird, yeah, that's a much more sentimental movie. It, it, that poisoning somebody sounds like uh, like my friend complained about The Shining. He said, you know, in the book, nobody dies. Right. Uh, and I said, well, it looks like Kubrick decided that. Jack needed to kill Scatman Crothers to make it totally obvious mm. that he's homicidal. Right. As opposed to just being completely crazy. Well, I guess if that version, in that version, it sounds to me like the whole idea of Walter Matthau recognizing how he makes her grow as a person and how she makes him grow as a person and sort of like having that play in his mind, it seems to undercut that and it's more just like, I'm fated to be with her because I killed these people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. It, I can that's, see that's that. How it seems more like a darker ending. And, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ending. It's more nuanced and, and uh, it, it's just more I, expansive. I, I do s- like the ending as it is. I actually think it's like really sweet and it played, you know, like I said, it hit me. But yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it would have been very different and I can understand where Elaine was it, it going. It is very sentimental too. Um, and I, I gather she's not that sentimental. <laughs> no, no. I, well, yeah, those other, other movies certainly show that. Yeah. I guess... Um, when uh, Walter Matthau uh, 
his sort of he he could have used sway to to sort of you know uh, say that no I want Elaine May's version but he basically said I don't know I like the cut version better you know it's it's yeah. it runs and it it's funnier it run it's faster paced I think it's a pretty great film and then Vincent Canby the critic from the New Yorker his line was uh, I haven't seen Miss May's version but I can only say that the film I saw would be a credit to almost any director cool well, so, you yeah, can't you, beat that you can't beat that that's a pretty good re- uh, uh, reception as opposed to like other movies that get compromised like swing shift that people completely hate <laughs> yeah i know yeah there you go uh well that's a new leaf and it's definitely well, worth watching a couple other things i have just uh uh brief notes that are kind of random did you the doris roberts played the housekeeper mrs Trager. Yeah. may i ask where the chauffeur is well uh, didn't he pick you up at the airport no, he did not. <laughs> well, uh, I guess uh, his car broke down. I'll have to look into that. She was really funny. I did like. Oh uh, yeah, she was like really that. good in her role. And Tom, then Tom Bosley and Conrad, um, what's his name from Different Strokes? Conrad Bain is that his name? Oh, okay. They were at the wedding. Okay, they were TV, there you go. TV people. Okay, yeah. Okay, that's uh, funny. And then one specific shot I wanted to write down was when it first cuts to James Coco as the uncle, and it's him laughing. <laughs> and it's like this insane split diopter where Walter Matthews like, way behind him, but it makes it look like they're right up close. Yeah, yeah, I and, did And then that. it cuts, it's it's like a split diopter times three. I mean, I, that technically doesn't make any sense, but it's the effect is so magnified. Yeah, it's a really it was really a really a cool funny shot. shot a good shot. Yeah, yeah. And James Coco's just he's so smarmy. He's a little smoking jacket, and and uh, I was trying to think of the movie he plays a similar kind of character, and I couldn't think of it. He's yeah, I've seen him in other stuff. Yeah, he's um, a, he's like a musical comedy kind of a guy. I think he's more of a stage guy maybe than than movies. But he did have a run. It seemed like he was a Neil Simon dish type of actor too okay okay yeah um but i don't know I, I i'm remember. looking at his filmography he's in a lot of stuff but nothing i've really seen like uh, muppets take manhattan he's in muppets take manhattan oh yeah there you, there, there you go there you go uh-huh. um yeah so that was a new leaf um there you go there you go yeah. is that is that what we're talking about yeah, yeah i think we definitely covered it and cool, you know cool. and then uh, we'll see what elaine may does after this <laughs> yeah yep yep when we come back there you go